joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. In this insightful message, the Archbishop shares how believers can navigate and overcome the spirit of deception, understand how to gain victory and the upper hand against the enemy, against the spirit of Delilah. Discover more on prayer strategies at this year's Global Prayer Work Summit in Connecticut, USA, taking place from the 19th to the 22nd of July. Register now at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be inspired as you listen. Delilah, the dream killer. Delilah, the destiny killer. She kills destiny. Tell somebody, do you know that Delilah is in the shadows waiting to strike? Tell somebody, Delilah, the destiny killer, she's in the shadows waiting to strike you, you. Yeah. And hear me. Tell somebody, do you know that you are a destiny carrier? You are carrying destiny. Yeah. You are carrying destiny. I think one of the main reasons why the spirit of Delilah, and most of the time when we talk about Delilah, it's like the first thing people see is a woman with some heavy breast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to talk about this thing because we are spiritual. I ain't doing any spiritual this morning. I'm just telling it as it is. And some of you, when we say Delilah, you think it's a woman with some heavy back. You looking at me? Yeah, that is the problem with the church. We don't want to tell it as it is. We, we sugarcoat everything. But somebody got to tell it as it is because this thing is killing us. Come on, somebody. Stop looking at me without your religious and political correct look. Say yes. But I came to tell somebody today that Delilah is a destiny killer. And Delilah is not just... A woman like people think Delilah can also be a man because Delilah is a spirit. Delilah is anything that has control over you. Anything that ties you up and binds you. Anything you are in love with and you can't break away from and is killing you and is injecting you with powerful morphine so even though you are in pain you don't feel the pain because Delilah desensitizes. One of the power of Delilah is to desensitize you. So even though you are in pain, you don't feel the pain and you are still in love with what kills your destiny. And one of the problems we have as humanity is the fact that we are not conscious of destiny. We are more conscious of living today, living in the now, having money, looking good, feeling good, breaking through, feeling happy, and feeling high. Delilah makes you high. And when you are high, you don't think. When you are high, you feel. And even though she's killing you softly, you don't see it because you are in love with what is killing you. What are you in love with? Turn to two people, ask them a question. What are you in love with? Yeah. Because you see, most times, 
And Delilah was not in love with Samson. Delilah was a hired assassin. Delilah was an assignment to wipe him out, to kill his destiny. But yet, he was in love with a destiny killer. Delilah can be alcohol. It can be marijuana. It can be pornographic. It can be sex. It can be masturbating with anointing oil and shea butter. And it can be having a special rod of Moses, which you work with every now and then for self-indulgence. It's your Delilah. You are in love with the thing. You know it's killing you. It's hurting you. But you are holding on. I remember there was a time I used to drink wine. And I studied about wine. And to me, there was no sin about having wine. It's all about self-control. And I believe that deception of the devil. And so I'll be drinking wine anytime we're traveling. And Rosa would say to me, you are not bishop. This is not good for you. You are not being a good example. All things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. And I said, baby, leave me alone. It makes me feel good when I take the wine. Yeah, and then when I have the wine and then I call for the different first cause and second cause and the dessert, by the time I, I finish having the wine, I feel them. Yeah, and she kept saying, this is not good for you, man of God. You are not being a good example to your kids and to, and to the youth and to the young generation. And I said, I don't see anything wrong about having wine. And the thing had me. And every now and then I'll try to get loose and I couldn't get free. Then one day we went to Dubai to the tallest hotel in the world. And we climbed up there and I had some wine. And when I had that wine that day, I started seeing men like trees walking. And I was feeling some way. And Rosa said, are you okay? I said, babe, I don't know what's going on. I'm seeing you like three years, baby. I don't see you well. And she didn't say a word. And I, I knew what was going on. The why was working on me. And now we had to come down from that top hotel down to the lobby. And my knees were shaking. And I kept on seeing men like trees. And I was feeling dizzy and feeling some way. And I said, Lord, if you deliver me from this, that will be it. I won't touch it anymore. Are you hearing me? Say, I hear you. As soon as I prayed that prayer, it was like something broke over me. And I started seeing men as men. And I went through that leave when I got to the Ground floor, I said in the name of Jesus, wine, you are a spirit. Whatever is in you, you have no power over me anymore. Are you hearing me? And from that time, I can see wine and I have power over wine. I can control it. It, can, it doesn't have me anymore. It doesn't control me anymore. Are you hearing? But before then, I knew that the thing wasn't helping me. But every now and then, I'll go back to it. I was in love with it. I loved it. I liked the way it makes me feel. You know, people who smoke and drink and, and are on drugs, it's easy for you to condemn somebody if you don't have that kind of a weakness. It's easy to, for you to be critical of somebody who doesn't have a particular strength you have. And you don't understand why. They are acting the way they are acting. Why they can't give up on something. But you got to understand that when you're dealing with Delilah, the meaning of Delilah means uh, tender and it also means complicated. Are you hearing me, somebody? Uh, the tempter. 
the, 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 the spirit that seduces. Are you hearing me? And delicate, delicate, delicate. When you're dealing with spirits, spirits are delicate. And please understand that the person that was dealing with the spirit of Delilah was not an ordinary person. This, this guy is the strongest man that was ever born and ever lived in the history of humanity. There have never been anyone stronger like Samson after Samson. No one. And yet, he could not stand a lady by the name of Delilah. The problem was not the lady. It was the spirit that was manifesting and working through that woman. So whenever you think about Delilah, don't look at a woman. It's a spirit you are dealing with. A spirit. And spirits are stronger than flesh and blood. That's why Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because spirits are stronger than flesh and blood. And hear me, you were dealing with a man that was intelligent, very anointed and skillful, but he couldn't stand Delilah because he wasn't dealing with flesh and blood. He was dealing with the spirit. Don't you ever underestimate Delilah. Don't. Because she's very deliberate. And she never quits. She never gives up until she kills your destiny. And the only thing that keeps you alive is for you to be conscious of your destiny and why you were born and why you came and why you are here. The day you compromise your destiny, you are finished. I will take you through some steps. And you realize that he got involved with three Philippine, I mean, what was it? Philistine women, three Philistine women. I have to be at the Filipino church, so that just crossed my mind. Uh, tell them they have to wait. Amen. So, the first time he saw a woman from among the enemies of his people. A, an enemy. From among the enemies of his people. A Philistine woman. And, and the problem here is this. He saw but he didn't investigate what he saw. He went for looks. And that is the problem of today's generation. I, I was in a shop with Rosa for about four hours. And that is not like me. After one hour, my anointing is lifted. And I'm not anointed anymore. I don't like shopping. But uh, this time when my anointing lifted, I said I want character to step in. Let me have some endurance here. And just hang around and see how women shop. And she went all over the place. And I was observing the kinds of women that were shopping. At two shops, we went from uh, John Lewis and then I think we went to Suffrages. And she was shopping, I was looking. And then one time I said, babe, don't you realize what is going on here? That all the things that are hanging here exposes your breast, your butt, some part of your body. I'm being real today, so don't look at me without your spiritual look. And then I said to her, I said, babe, don't you see the women walking here? They are all like skeleton and woods. No flesh on them. They are looking some way. And I said, baby, you can't shop here. I said, this is not for you. I said, look at them, look at them. They look sick. Now, if you want to lose weight to be healthy, that is good. But if you want to lose weight so you can attract men, and seduce men and feel good about you, 
There's something wrong with you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Lose weight to be healthy. Say, I hear you. Anyway, I want you to hear me carefully. This Delilah is no joke. She's good at what she does. Let's begin our journey as we look at some scriptures about Delilah, the destiny killer. Come with me, if you please, to, to Judges, chapter 14, 1 to 3. Judges 14, 1 to 3. And, some, and something went down. And something went down to He went her. where? Down. He went where? Listen, this spirit of Delilah takes you down. It doesn't take you up. She went down. Don't engage it. Don't befriend it. And don't make Delilah your friend because it will take you down. It won't take you up. It will take you down. It's good at taking down strong men, good people like you and I. And something, and listen, Delilah is not the respecter of gifts, anointing, or skills. Because something was skillful. He was anointed. He was gifted. I was telling some pastors in London, I said, I said before, when I was young in ministry, uh, I, was, I was moved and excited about gifts, anointing, and skillful people. But I stopped dwelling on that because I realized after many years that anointed and skillful and gifted people are very arrogant, stubborn, rebellion, and prideful. They, they believe in their gifts. They believe in their skills. They believe in the anointing. They lean on their gifts. They lean on the anointing. They lean on their skill. And they are always separated from the brethren. Isolated from others. Because they are strong. They are strong. They are skillful. They are intelligent. But unwise. Unwise. There's a difference between being wise and being smart and being intelligent. You can be smart. You can be skillful. You can be anointed. You can be gifted. Very, very, very gifted. And yet unwise. Go ahead. And something went down to Timnath and saw a woman. In and the what? Saw Talk to me. And what? Saw a woman. You see, something saw and married what he saw. Today we don't take time to check the background of men and the background of women. We marry by looks. She looks good. He looks good. It's a look generation. Yeah. It's a generation that commits by what they see, by what they see, and not by examining who the man is, who the woman is, the background of the man, the bloodline, the history, the family tree of the individual. We marry by looks. And if you marry by looks, Talutu Kawahasi. Imanda Kazant Divalandu Wahasaya Eyeitu Kulundi Vahasan Bahakutundi Kafasan By the time you become aware that what you marry is not just what you are seeing that is deeper than what the eyes can see that there are other layers and depths and things that are buried in what you are seeing you don't know what is in the bloodline. You don't know what works in that family. You don't know the background of that family. And you get in there only to find out after you've gotten in and committed yourself that you shouldn't have been there. 
And he saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. And he came up and told his father and his mother. Again, he saw. He didn't investigate. He didn't find out the cause. He didn't check. He didn't do any due diligence. He saw and he wanted what he saw. Went to the father and mother and said, I have seen. I have seen a woman in Timnah. From Timnah, the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get uh -huh. her for me. Get her for me. I want her. Why do you want her? Listen to why he wants her. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren? Is there no woman among us here? Why are you interested in that kind? Why are you into this kind? Because he was injected. He was injected by a virus that was going to work through his blood till it get him to the valley to finish him eventually. Go ahead, listen. Is there not a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all thy people that thou goest to the, take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? Uh -huh. And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me. Yes, sir. For she pleaseth me well. What exactly did she do to him? Turn to somebody and say, What is Delilah doing to you? And to somebody, I say, What is Delilah? What has Delilah done to you, Delilah? Yeah. Because that spirit of Delilah can manifest himself through your husband, through your wife, through your children, through your family, through your loved ones. It can manifest through things you love. And every one of us, we love something. Don't look at me without your religious look. Everybody loves something. Some of you, you love food. Yeah. You will eat at any time, any moment, even if it's a poison and you see poison, you eat it. Why? Because you are in love with the thing. It controls you. You have no power over it. It binds you, desensitizes you, holds you at ransom, afflicts you, tortures you, buffets you, torments you. And you still can't break free because you've been injected. Your liver has been injected with a special Philistine sex virus. Go ahead. We finish with that. Let's see another scripture. Yeah. Let me take you deeper. Come with me to 16, chapter 16 and verse 1. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot. You see? And went now, now, now he moved from an ordinary Philistine woman, but he was being engaged and prepared. It was a process. First of all, let him meet this, this first one. And your job is injecting Inject him and let him have a heavy sexual appetite. So now he wasn't just interested in just a woman of the Philistine. He wanted a harlot from among the Philistine. Somebody with a higher level of sexual perversion, anointing, and unction. Took him to another level, say new levels. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to have a, a new experience. He wanted to be high, higher than the first one. So the second one, for another shot, another injection, and for another high, he ended up with a harlot from among the Philistine women. Go ahead. He saw it. And again, do you realize that again he saw? He saw again. It was look again. He looked and he saw. Today is a generation of looks. And, and, and the spirit of Elilah knows it. 
So there are men that look some way. I was looking at some men over there, and they look like women, and the women look like men. And I said, oh, Lord, deliver my children. Deliver my grandchildren. I said, Lord, deliverance, mercy, mercy. Somebody scream, mercy, mercy, mercy. You don't know what this generation is dealing with. I saw women walking as men and men walking as women. Hmm. It's all about looks, how one looks. It doesn't matter. You know, when my mom passed, they dressed her up and she looked so beautiful. So beautiful, she was 80, and she looked like 40. Yeah. And people were going around looking at the body and saying, oh, she looks so beautiful. And I said, this generation is dangerous. They can make a corpse look so beautiful. Dead body looks so beautiful. How much more a human being who were walking on that street, maybe the street we were walking on, Oxford Street, and I was seeing women how they painted their faces. Hey! And it was powerful. They looked so powerful. You should see the paint. They looked like angels. And I said, this generation is in trouble. If we don't get, listen, we need more than Holy Ghost baptism. We need the baptism of fire. Yeah, yeah. Put your hands up. Thank God for the baptism of fire. Yes. We need the baptism of fire. Because the things that this generation is dealing with, listen, I kept seeing everywhere I passed, left or right, all kinds of paint. Their faces, they are all painted. And their faces looks like baby faces. I said, uh-huh. This is what controls the world. And this is what we are falling for. And, uh, and they know it. And I saw men also that looks like women. They were walking. Men. Walking like that, I say, hey, bones. Are you hearing me? I'm moving. Taluna Mikasumba. Samson, the deliverer of a nation in crisis, has forgotten his mandate. When you forget your destiny, I understand why I've been through what I've been through from my mother's womb and how my twin was aborted and why I lost my fingers. I understand why my children have been under strange attacks. I understand. I understand my mandate. I have come uh, to, uh, of age and I, I understand my destiny. And so I don't complain. I know that what I deal with has everything to do with my destiny and what I carry. And the dangerous thing in life is when you don't know your destiny and why you are here and you live like anybody else. You are not like anybody else. You are unique. You are unique. Say, I hear you. Look, look come with me. Come with me to, to Judges 16, 4 to 5. Look at something. And it came to pass. And it came to pass afterward uh -huh. that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. Ah, look at somebody and say, Delilah. what are you in love with? What are you in love with? What are you in love with? Ask somebody. I'm telling you, ask somebody. What are you in love with? Yeah. Now, from the first Philistine woman to the second one who was a harlot, he ended up with Delilah, the destiny killer and assassin in the valley. Say the valley. Come on, talk to me. Say the valley, the valley. Yeah, yeah, the valley. This time he ended up in the valley. Yeah, go ahead. 
And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her. The prophets, the apostles of Satan came to her and said, listen, we need him. We need him. We know he's in love with you and you can never be in love with him. Do you know most of the times the things we are in love with are not in love with us? Yeah. You are in love with someone who is not in love with you and the purpose of that individual is different from your purpose. She was in to kill his destiny. He was in love. Go ahead. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said unto her, entice him. Entice him. First thing, seduce him. Mm -hmm. Manipulate him. Exploit him. Lie. Scheme. Do everything. And look at what they wanted. Go ahead. And see wherein his great strength lieth. It is, it is believed by historians that Samson was not a very strong person. That he was skinny and very ordinary person. But when the anointing came upon him, he did extraordinary things. And that was what blew the mind of the gods and the, and the masters and the laws of the Philistines. That how can a simple person like this be, be that dangerous like he was? Then they said, we want to find out the secret of his strength. What makes him so powerful and dangerous, so destructive that we can't handle him? Entice him. Go to any extent. Do anything. Find out. What is the secret of his strength? We have to destroy this man. We have to stop him. His destiny is too much to handle and to manage. We have to destroy something. Find out, Delilah, what is the secret of his strength? Number one, go ahead. And by what means we may prevail against him? We need to know how we can prevail over this guy. He's too much for us. Uh -huh. That we may bind him to afflict him. You see? So they said, seduce him. Find out the secret of his strength. And we want to prevail against him. Then we want to bind him, tie him up so he can't break loose or free. Tie him up, confuse him. And then we want to afflict him. Now, look, look at Delilah. Uh -huh. And we will give thee every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. Uh -huh. And Delilah said to Samson, Do you know there is a price on your life? Tell them about you. Do you know there's a price on your life? There's a price. Yeah, yeah. The enemy has put a price on your life. <laughs> Go ahead. And Delilah said unto Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, uh -huh. wherein thy great strength lieth. Look at, look, at the, look at Delilah was very, she was clear about her mission right from the beginning. She was plain. She wasn't plain. She wasn't joking. Samson was in love. She was on assignment to take him out. To stop his destiny. Why he was in love with something that was designed to kill his destiny and he thought he was in love. Most times the things you are in love with are designed to kill you. To kill your destiny so that it will be clear that you were never born and you never came into this world. Go ahead. Tell me I pray thee where in thy great strength lies. So look at, look at, look at, look at, look at the spirit of Delilah. Delilah was straight to the point. This is my mission and assignment. I want to know the secret of your strength. Go ahead. And wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And how I can bind you and three, afflict you. Tell me, I want to bind you. I want to afflict you. And yet, he was in love with that which has bound him 
or that which wanted to bind him and afflict him. He was still in love. Listen, God can't deliver you from that which you are in love with. He can't deliver you from your friends. He delivers you from your enemies. And until the spirit of Delilah becomes an enemy, he can't deliver you. Because the enemy has deceived you to believe that that thing which is killing your destiny, compromising everything for which you were born, is a friend. You call enemies friends and you call friends enemies. You hate what is good for you and you love what kills you. Your whole understanding has been rearranged by the injection of the daughters of the Philistine. The first experience to the harlot woman and to the third one, Delilah in the valley. It was a process. The first, the second, and the third. By the time he got to Delilah, he was already vulnerable. He was weak. And look at the game Delilah played. Mm -hmm. Come with me. To the book of Judges, chapter 16, verse 15 to 19. And she said unto him, mm -hmm. How can you say I love you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When your heart him. is not with you. Work me. on him, work on him. Now, now, something, something. Uh, turn to somebody and say, Something, something, hear me. Yeah, call that person, something, hear me. Wake up, wake up. Tell the person, Something, wake up. Yeah. She said, Samson, how long will you be fooling with me? You are still keeping your destiny away from me. I want your destiny. Now realize that he slept with three dangerous women. The first woman, the Lord was still with him. The second one, the Lord was still with him. Even with Delilah, the Lord was still with him. It was when he compromised his destiny, the reason for his being, then the Lord said, you on your own can't help you anymore. And realize when he came to himself at the end of his life and he said, Lord, remember me according to the original plan, according to the destiny you had for me. His hair grew again and God gave him back his strength to fulfill the original intent, which was his destiny. Hear me? Destiny is the reason why you are still here. The day you compromise your destiny for anything, for high and for anything, it doesn't matter what it is, you're on your own. So how can you say I love you mm -hmm. when your heart is not with me? Uh -huh. Thou hast mocked me these three times yes, and sir. have not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. Uh -huh. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily she with what? her words. She pressed him. Hear me. The spirit of Delilah will press you daily. It's relentless. It's going to work on you till it breaks you. Stop befriending Delilah. Delilah is not playing. Turn to somebody and say, wake up. Say in the name of Jesus. Wake up, Samson. Wake up. For Delilah in playing. She pressed him daily with her words and edged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. With words. Words. Edge him. Provoke him. Another translation says something different. I think it's the NIV or so. Nagging. 
Let's see that translation. Uh-huh. Okay. New Living Translation. Mm -hmm. She tormented him with her nagging. Until he was sick. She tormented him with what? Nagging. Turn to somebody and say, who is nagging at you? Beware. Nag at him. Day, day after, after day, day until, until he was sick, he to, was sick death to death of it. Of it. Uh -huh. Who is nagging at you? Who is vexing you day after day? Who is on your case day after day till he was vexed to death? Go ahead. And it came to pass mm -hmm. when she pressed that he told her all when, his heart. When, when she pressed him. When she pressed him when, daily. She pressed when, him. She pressed when, him. She when, pressed him. When. Tell somebody who is exacting on you. Who is exacting on you? Who is pressurizing you? Who is on your case? Delete their phone, their numbers out of your phone. Tell somebody, delete, delete, delete their numbers. Tell somebody you need spiritual editing. You need divine editing. Divine editing. You need to edit some experiences out of your subconsciousness. Are you hearing me? Because it's a destiny killer. Yeah. I know you are, you are looking for that experience and that shot to feel it again. It's never going to come again. It's a setup. And you don't have time. Don't tell me I have time. Nobody has time. I'm telling you. That's what the Bible says. For this is the day. He said today is the day of salvation. When you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Stop delaying. Stop procrastinating. Stop saying you have time. Because the enemy will make sure you never have the time you are looking for to turn around. He will strike before that time to take you out. Right. And he told her all his heart. And he told, told her all his heart. Before all his heart, what did he, what, she did something. She, she vexed him unto death. Uh-huh. Then Go he ahead. told her all his heart uh -huh. and said unto her, uh -huh. there have not come a razor upon my head. You see? For I have been a Nazarite unto At God. At this me. point, he was compromising his destiny. At this point, his destiny didn't matter again. What mattered to him was what he was in love with. And what, at that point, God said, Samson, Samson, if you are willing to compromise your destiny for which I have kept you and spared you all this time, then you're on your own. Look at what happened after that. He said, I've been a Nazareth from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me mm -hmm. and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Do you know that there are people who want you to be weak? Do you know that there are people who love you when they see you weak and vulnerable? They don't like it when you are strong. They don't like it when you have it together. They don't like it when you are thinking straight. They don't like it when you're on the right course. They want you to be vulnerable. They want you to be weak. They want you to be confused about your mandate and destiny. They want you to be a victim and a casualty so they can be encouraging you. They don't like it when you're strong, when you're on your feet, and when you get it together. They don't like you. They like to see you weak and confused and vulnerable so they can control you and pity you and mock at you. They like it that way. 
Come on, somebody. Go ahead. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, uh -huh. she sent and called the, for the uh -huh. lords of the Philistines. He, he told her, he told her, all his heart. Turn to someone and say, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Who you tell all your heart. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful who you tell all your heart. Go ahead. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come, come up this once. For he has showed me all his heart. Yes, sir. But then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her yes. and brought money in their hand. They, they, they came to pay the price mm -hmm. for, for the captivity of Samson. There is a price on your head. Kodali Kadala Sata. Dulaya Kadan Divan Kudun Divayans. Hey, Kalumba Luhasan. Hey, 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 hey. Samson, wake up. There's a price on your head. And she made him sleep upon her knees. She what? She made him sleep. Hey, ask somebody, where is your head lying? Your head, where is your head lying? Adulakitan kasunda vahan belayanda kawasan. Hey, put your hands together, somebody. Tap somebody and say, be careful where you put your head. Be careful where you put your head. Your head. She said, come here, baby. Come here, baby. I got you. I got you. Come here. Put your, put your head on my tie. On my tie. On my tie. Touch your tie. Touch your tie. Hey! It's not every tie you put your head on. There are some ties. You put your head on it. You wake up in the morning and you've lost your head. Hmm. Put your hands together and scream, Mercy! Go ahead. And she made him sleep upon her knees and uh -huh. she called for a man uh -huh. and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. Uh -huh. And she began to afflict him. She began and his to strength afflict him. Afflict him, which was the original intent for which he came into his life. And his strength went from him. And his strength went from him. And she said, the mm. Philistines be upon thee, son. Yes, uh -huh. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times. Yes, sir. And shake myself. Yes, sir. And he did not know. Turn to somebody and say, wake up, wake up. Turn to somebody and say, wake up. Tell the person, I know you are gifted. I know you are very anointed. I know you are strong. I know you are skillful, but wake up. What you are dealing with is more than strength. For by strength shall no man prevail. I've seen a lot of strong people, gifted people, anointed people, skillful people, very arrogant, stubborn, and proud like something. Believe in their gifts. Believe in their giftings and anointing and skills and played with fire until fire burned them. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. You see, tell to someone, say, they want your eyes. They want your eyes. They want your ability to see. They want your vision. They want your dreams. They want to keep you in the dark. They don't want you to see anymore. They want you to wander in the dark. In the wilderness, so you can't see and you can't find your way. You are lost in the wilderness. Oh, Kasadima, 
Amalaka tunda kasaya. Lift up your hand. Talk in the spirit. Everybody lift up your hand. Pray to the Father for one minute. Oh, kasadayas. Imalakanda masumaya. Hey, kayandu kasinda. Makatalundi vasadaya. Katunda kasaya. Put your hands together. Talk to God for one minute. Milaya katundi kasadaba. Mukasadunda kisadan, delaya katanda kasafalun, elemikitulu kisaman, kamandi labasan. Amen. They put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and they want your him. eyes. Tell somebody they want your eyes. They want your eyes. They want your vision. They want your ability to see. They are looking for something. Don't sleep with her. Don't befriend her. She's a spirit. She can walk with a man. She can manifest herself in your husband, in your wife, in your children, in anything you are in love with. He can manifest himself through them. So when we say Delilah, stop looking at women because there are men also manifesting the spirit of Delilah. They want control over you. They want to seduce you. They want to manipulate you. They want power over you. They want to control you, make you high. So you can't think, you can't reason. They want to weaken you. So they are always in control and in charge. And you think you are in charge, but they are in charge. It's just fooling you to make you feel they are, you are in charge, you are in control, but you are, you are being fooled. Yeah, they have to make you feel you are in control so they can control you. And meanwhile, your, your destiny is being compromised. When you get to a place in this life that you compromise your destiny for pleasure, for anything, for high and for acceptance and for recognition, for attention, you are finished. That was when the Lord said, Samson, I can't help you anymore. You're on your own. Because the only reason why I've overlooked all your mistakes and your transgressions and I'm still with you is because of this destiny for which I call you to begin to deliver my people from the hands of the Philistines. And now that you are willing to compromise your destiny, you're on your own. Sir Winston Churchill said, there come a time in the life of every man when destiny taps you on the shoulder to fulfill the purpose for which you came into this world. What a tragedy when that moment and time which could have been your finest come to find you unprepared. I pray that your destiny will not be compromised under any circumstances. That nothing will be greater and important to you like destiny. Because destiny is why you came. When you stand before God, there's only one question. Did you fulfill the destiny, the purpose for which you came into this world? And they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. You see, the original intent has now come to pass. There's a prayer every believer must pray. You must pray to abort Satan's destiny and plan for your life and the life of your loved ones. Because this was the original plan of the lords of the Philistines and the original plan of Delilah. That was the original plan. Working till we bring him to a point where he's weak and bound and we can afflict him and lastly mock him mock him there's a spirit of mockery waiting for an occasion to mock us but in the name of Jesus 
Let there be a boomerang in the spirit. Let that spirit of mockery be a curse and bound in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Yeah. And they brought him, bound him in fetters and he did grind in the prison house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now watch this. His hair grew again. Verse 22. How be his hair began to grow again uh -huh. after he was shaven. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Then the laws of the Philistines gathered to them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God uh -huh. and to rejoice. Uh -huh. For they said, Our God had delivered something, our enemy, into our hand. Uh -huh. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. Uh -huh. For they said, Our God had delivered into our hands our enemy uh -huh. and the destroyer of our country, uh -huh. which slew many of us. Uh -huh. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that they, they said, call for something uh -huh. that he may make a sport. Yes, sir. And they called for something out of the prison house and he made them sport and they sat, they set him between the pillars and something said to the lad that held him by the hand, uh -huh. suffer me that I may feel the pillars uh -huh. whereupon the house standeth, yeah. that I may lean upon them. Yes. Now the house was full of men and women and all the lords of the Philistines were there and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women mm -hmm. and beheld, that beheld while something made sport. And something called unto the Lord and said, Oh, Lord God, now, you remember see, me. This is where he went back to destiny. He said, Lord, remember. I missed it. I've erred. I compromise. I compromise destiny for what I love which was the killer of my destiny. Now, oh Lord, I've come back. Remember me according to the original plan and let me fulfill it in the last moment of life. And God said, uh, I can work with that. As long as you remember destiny and you want an opportunity to fulfill it, you can come back. And the Lord gave him the strength. The strength he had before and he did damage in his latter end than in the beginning of life but it was about destiny you cannot compromise your destiny for anything it doesn't matter how good it makes you feel how high how great it's not worth it destiny is everything and in the day that the curtains are brought down when dust settles and water finds its level and all is said and done and you have to leave this eating vessel to step into eternity from time then you realize that money fame name high feeling good that nothing matters anymore but one thing did you fulfill destiny Jesus on the cross, he screamed and said Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, my God, my God why have thou given up on me. Then he said, it is finished. Destiny is fulfilled. Then Paul said, I have finished my cause. Fought a good fight. Kept the faith. I pray that you finish. Pray you fulfill destiny. I pray for you that nothing will be so important to you in this life than destiny. When you realize the importance of destiny, Nothing matters anymore. 
You can take anything, endure anything, go through anything to fulfill destiny. God, that is what matters. When everything is said and done, destiny. Galatians 3.1 Galatians 3.1 All foolish Galatians who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. Thus only so this only will I learn of you. Received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Galatians, foolish Galatians. He was talking to a whole tribe, a whole nation, a whole city, a whole church. And a church can be bewitched. An individual can be bewitched. A family can be bewitched. A whole nation can be bewitched. A community and a tribe can be bewitched, can come under a spell of a diviner and of a sorcerer. That can happen. Come with me to Acts chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. But there was a certain man called Simon, uh -huh. which before time in the same city used sorcery uh -huh. and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving Be out... which the entire people of a city. Go ahead. Giving out that himself was some great one. He was a great one. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying... Yes, this man is a great power of God. Uh -huh. And to him they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. Bewitched them with sorcery. There are so many that have been bewitched by so many things. You can be bewitched by so many things when that spirit is out for you. And it's a very delicate spirit. You can't deal with it with skill, with anointing, and with gifts. Because the devil has no respect for gifts and anointing. Because he himself is very anointed. He is the anointed cherub. And when it comes to dealing with Delilah and, some, and, and the spirit of Delilah and Jezebel and Atalia, it takes more than skill, gifts and anointing. It takes purity. And that's why the enemy is out for our purity. Because he knows when we lose that purity, we don't stand a chance. But I pray for your deliverance. I pray that in the name of Jesus, you will escape the destiny and the plan of the enemy. Say, I hear you. Let me show you two scriptures quickly and we will pray. Come with me to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 26 to 27. Proverbs 7, 26 to 27. Uh-huh. For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain Many weak by her. men and many no. weak women. No. Many what? Strong men. So hear me. The spirit of Delilah is not looking for people weak. It goes for the strong. Strong men. Strong women. And I know you feel strong. But by strength shall no man prevail. The spirit of Delilah is not joking. It goes for the strong. And it wounds you. By the time something got to Delilah, he was already wounded by the two Philistine women. They worked on him. By the time he got to Delilah, he was already vulnerable. It was just a matter of time. Go ahead. Many strong men have been slain by her. Hear me. It doesn't matter how strong and good you think you are. Delilah 
will slay you. She is looking for an opportunity to slay you. Go ahead. Her house is the way to hell. Her house is the way to hell. Run! Clap and tell somebody, run! Clap, clap. And tell somebody, run! Run from her house. Stop playing. Stop playing in her house. Stop playing in her house. She's not playing. You are in love with her. She is not. She wants to kill your destiny so that it will look like you were never born and you never existed. Mm -hmm. Amen. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Yes. There is a way to hell in her house. There's a particular secret door in her house. You don't see it till you get in. And it is when you get in her house, she puts your head on her thigh. She makes you feel comfortable. Then she'll push your head. And say, go down to hell. Fool, thou fool. You think you were in love. You are joking. Proverbs 1.10. Proverbs 1.10. My son. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. He said what? If sinners entice you, consent thou not. The spirit of Delilah will entice you, no matter how anointed and gifted and skillful you are. Entice not. Tell somebody, shut the door. Tell somebody, don't give in. We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven. Three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today, and may you continue to experience the life transforming power of God's blessings. <laughs>